Forty Futures is a speculative fiction series about the criminal justice system, written and read by Jason Taché. Project 404. Scrolling on his phone, a headline caught Keith's eye. Public records publisher doxed, in hiding. He clicked the link. The story was about Darren Williams, the founder of Red A Industries, a shady constellation of companies that operated sites like Mugshot Memories and Evicted.com. The news article made him sound like someone liberating government data for the good of society. In reality, he ran an extortion racket where people's worst moments captured in mugshots, evictions, or divorce filings are posted online in an easily searchable format. Being magnanimous, however, he would take down the posts. For a fee. Now, however, the internet had rebelled and published his home address, phone numbers, and social security information. Having pissed off tens of millions of people, Williams was now on the lam hiding from the public's view, and unavailable for comment. Keith looked up from his phone in his museless, whitewashed apartment. His desk was a cluttered rainbow of post-it notes and a few pens. Even though it was a sunny day, the light in his room was flat, due to the new construction next door. His surroundings didn't stop him, however, from relishing in the smug satisfaction that the internet was so good at providing. Buried in the article was a passing reference to a hacktivist group that took credit for doxing Williams. They called themselves Project 404. Having spent the past decade as a web development contractor, he wondered why a group publishing people's records would use the error for when a web page can't be found as their gnome de guerre. A notification then popped up on his screen, breaking him out of his reverie. It was from a potential client. Work had been slow for a minute, and that wasn't about to change. Clicking on the pop-up carouseled his screen to his email. The message was short and automated. Thanks, but no thanks. And good luck. Letting out a sigh, he put his phone down and turned to his laptop. Beyond the day's news coverage, searching Project 404, true to form, unearthed nothing. He messaged a friend who'd spent time working on projects supposedly associated with Anonymous during Occupy Wall Street and the ragtag cyber militia that made life hell for Russia and Ukraine. Hey man, you see this Project 404 docs today? Hey, just looked it up. Ellipsis pumped on the screen. Pretty funny. Yeah, you think it's just for the lulls? Seems ironic to be Project 404 and make records found. LOL, I didn't think about that. I do remember Bardo talking about them not that long ago. They seemed legit. Hold on a second. An hour passed before the friend sent over a jumbled alphanumeric link which loaded pixelated dancing graphics, like the GeoCities sites Keith made as a kid paying homage to The Sims, the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, and other adolescent obsessions. In the middle of the page was a menu with names like The Federale, Control-Alt-Delete, and The Works. Dynamic crypto prices were next to each. A bare-bones MIDI track with a That Thing You Do vibe played in the background. Unable to scroll, he clicked on Control-Alt-Delete, unfurling an accordion box of text. Control-Alt-Delete is what it sounds like. We scrub all the criminal record data a single state has on you, including arrest records, mugshots, and criminal filings. This is only for people with closed cases older than three years. Service not available in Mississippi. 
Overwhelmed by such a brazen operation, Keith clicked on the next box. The works is Control-Alt-Delete, plus we erase your recently expunged data from the most popular private mugshot websites. He clicked the last option. The Federale. We did what Congress wouldn't and brought expungement to federal records. The higher price is due to higher risk. The dynamic pricing box indicated the works cost 0.5 BTC, about $23,000 at that moment. Satisfied, pseudo-anonymized customers left flattering reviews and five-star ratings. Key's face went soft and his eyesight blurred as he felt the track wheel roll under his index finger. His arrest for a prank gone wrong was regularly flagged by background checks and type A first dates. The dates usually didn't care once they got the story about how an attempted chicken theft went sideways back in college. Automated hiring systems, on the other hand, were a different humorless beast that kept him in a Kafka-esque churn of rejection. Forced into contract work, he was always chasing the next job, which had been a minefield of garbage employers avoiding the cost and dignity reserved for salaried employees. Keith's vision focused in that dim room as he opened another tab. Navigating to his crypto wallet, Keith wondered about the value of a second chance. Hello and welcome back to 40 Futures. I am Jason Taché and I just got done reading my story project 404 about Keith who has been functionally kept out of full employment due to this indiscretion during his college years that led to a criminal arrest. In putting this story together, there were a couple different factors that were floating around in my head. The first being that the criminal record issue within the United States, those Americans with a criminal record, is much more extensive than I think many people understand. Second, it was kind of the tyranny that's being created by these automated hiring systems that are not only causing problems for people with criminal records, but in the economy at large. And then last is kind of the attempted solutions to deal with this particular problem, both from a technical and a policy standpoint, that at least so far seem to have fallen short. So as normal in these commentaries, I want to talk about those issues that are happening now, these three topics that I just mentioned, and kind of at the end, pull it all together to see how we get to this future where there's a, a criminal hacktivist organization helping people illegally expunge their criminal records by directly taking on the criminal justice agencies that house this information. But with that, a little background setting. So it's hard to know exactly how many people within the United States have a criminal record, but it's safe to say that it's at least 80 million people, 80 million Americans, and these could be people that were arrested and never charged with a crime or charged and never convicted, depending on the jurisdiction you were arrested and the way that they handle their criminal record data. That information may persist well into the future beyond uh, an individual's contact with the criminal justice system. Now, people with criminal records, uh, there's a lot of problems that come along with this for them that can limit them to government benefits. It can limit them to housing. It can limit their ability to be licensed in certain fields, uh, wh whether it's to become a barber or a bonded contractor or anything else that requires local licensure by the government. Criminal records can, can hobble all of these aspects to a, a person's life. 
And perhaps no place is this more obvious now than in automated hiring systems, which are becoming very common within the United States. About 75% of all companies use some form of automated hiring process at some point in their hiring system. And that number jumps up to 99% when looking just at Fortune 500 companies. And I think the important things to remember about these systems is while they may use artificial intelligence in the ad copy about these programs, that they are artificially not that intelligent. They are fairly simplistic programs that are given very basic and broad criteria on whether or not to triage someone out of the system itself. And so, for example, if the program has rules that says someone with a six-month employment gap should be triaged out, then there's not going to be any look into why there was that employment gap, whether it was for sickness or, say, someone just left on maternity or paternity leave. Uh, that wouldn't be considered by the program. It's just the mere fact that there was a six-month gap there would be enough to cut somebody out. And, of course, this works on criminal records as well. If the box on the application asks, have you ever been arrested for a crime? then regardless of the facts about that arrest, uh, you're probably going to be kicked out of that employment process. And this system is causing a drag on the economy. It's keeping valuable employees out of employment opportunities. By some estimates, it's a $65 million drag on the U.S. economy every year by not allowing for gainful passive employment to people with criminal records. And even if these employers are not using these automated systems, I mean, they're certainly going to Google people's names, and that's where you're going to see things like mugshot websites pop up, like mugshots.com, which obviously I'm pulling from in this particular story, uh, which gets to this whole world of the depublishing industry, these people that put embarrassing facts about folks online and then when people ask for them to be taken down they ask for a fee the website may take that information down but then they usually have a constellation of other websites where then they can repost that information later creating what is functionally extortion whack-a-mole uh, for the individual caught up in this particular system now when it comes to people with criminal records and the depublishing industry there are are attempts that have been made but but kind of fall short into dealing with these particular solutions at least at the state and the technical level so there are 18 states that have banned depublishing making it illegal for websites to require people to pay to have that information taken down but these laws have had very limited impact on the people that they were looking to help on the technical side, and this dates back to 2013, Google went as far as de-indexing mugshot websites. To de-index the site means to basically just take it out of the possible results uh, within their search engine. So if you're de-indexed, you're functionally not findable through that particular search engine. But even in this situation, the companies that run these types of websites, they were able to find ways around those particular limitations. And so people then are limited to functionally what are reputation management companies, which are kind of the corollary to companies that run depublishing rackets. And the reputation industry is it's twofold. It's either they try to get information de-indexed, like what Google was trying to do with mugshots.com, or they try to publish so much positive information about an individual that it buries the negative information that the individual doesn't want found on them. 
Now, the limitation here is obviously that those companies are not going to break into government databases and then start erasing information, at least not yet. And so that's where we get to this particular story. We have millions of people being kept from full access to the U.S. economy. We have these automated systems that don't allow people to advocate for themselves or explain their history, whether it's work, criminal, or otherwise. And the solutions that we have tried to come up with in our current ecosystem have fallen short to the point that they haven't been able to accomplish what they were looking to accomplish, which is helping these people reintegrate back into society. And so I think that's how we can get there. You take the trifecta of problems coupled with that human desperation to make more, to do more, to be more, I think creates a demand for a different type of solution. And it's not far flung in my imagination to think that some people would see uh, an illegal solution as a viable alternative to navigating these particular systems that have fallen short or even hindered uh, their attempts to get ahead. And with that, I want to thank you for listening to 40 Futures. For links to what I talked about today, check out justicetech.download. That is the URL. This is a project written, recorded, and produced by me, Jason Taché. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll be back in your feed next Thursday. Until then, take care. Thank you.